Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. And the double clap signifies the start of an episode. And before we begin, I just got to say a couple things. That's what we do on podcasts. We talk. Hey, everybody. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast. And listen, if you by chance get any sort of value from this episode, whether you laugh, you cry, you learn something, you're entertained, dude, just share it with a friend. And if you don't have friends, you shouldn't be. Shouldn't be podcasting. Listening to podcasts. Close, though. So I'll I be got, your friend. I got you. <laughs> okay. Sound a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a good guy. I got love to spread. You know what I mean? Uh, but, hey, nonetheless, before I introduce my guest on the right, who's in the building? Yo, yo, Big Fresh checking in for another episode. And and listen, before we, like no, that, Big Fresh. before we move on, listen, Big Fresh just threw a fat event. Oh, he did. So uh, big up. Yeah. Let's do a little clap. Thank you, Big thank Fresh. You. I meant to say that. I, was gonna, I wanted to say it on camera. You killed that shit. Even though I wasn't, I couldn't be there. I was a little sick. Honestly, we had severe FOMO in uh, Quincy, I will say. I will thank say. you, man. Dude, Appreciate for that. a Boston hip-hop show, fat turnout. Bro. That shit was crazy. And you know. I was going to say, Dead Maul, we just interviewed. I did an interview with Luke Bars last week. Oh, shit. So it was like half the lineup I felt like I know very personally. So it was dope. Yeah, I think we definitely did have a strong lineup this year. Hell yeah. You know, the turnout definitely kind of showed that. No, but the energy was fire. Yeah. It's it's different. You can get a lot of bodies in a spot, but if people aren't having a good time, it's different. Everyone was having fun, bro. Yeah, dude. Luke Bars had a good, like, set, but, like, Ill Addicts had the best energy, like, by far. He's been saying that for years, bro. The video you posted on your story, actually, I saw. I was so jealous. Bro, he put money on the Ill Addicts years ago. I'm yeah, telling they you. have that energy. Like Still got money on the Eli. Yeah, they got that energy, bro. Definitely. They, they uh, yeah, I'd seen a show of them at Makeshift. I, I think that's where I met you, Shlomo. Mm-hmm. Remember in that like tight oh, spot? Oh yeah. Throw a lit ass yeah. Show. In the corner, like in the bathroom, yeah. basically. When the boys pulled up <laughs> in that little secluded like little yeah. hallway. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, big fresh shouts to you, man. Yeah. Who else is in the building? Well, that's our boy so, Nani. Uh, man and yo, it's Gianni. Uh, Give a big ups to my uh, boys at uh, Mass Music. You know, Seamus and Shlomo have been killing it, man. Whoa. And, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, I've said this time and time again, it's only up from here. Mm-hmm. Only you know, up from here. I will say, yo, speaking of Gianni, I, I wasn't there at the, uh, the well, GDP say, Hustle event. I didn't know his name was Gianni. I thought it was Mark Cuban, the pitch master. <laughs> yo, I will say, I love his pitch. I see it after the fact. Like, yeah, Gianni did a pitch. And I'm like, wait, Gianni did the pitch? You I was so confused. It, you did a great job. Right? Yeah, nah, they don't tell me anything about it. They're like, yeah, like, it was, they were like, yeah, we, you know, I don't really know what he said, but he did a great job. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't really know what to take of it. Did you guys see the full I video? I see the video. Yeah. This man comes up full, like, mobster status. He's like, yeah, Mass Music Radio, you know what I'm saying? We support local artists, and, uh, you know what I'm saying? You help us out, we'll help you out. Awesome gangster <laughs> shit. It was I was fire. like, gee, honestly, I respect you know, it that. It was very spontaneous, and because I was a representative, <laughs> I had to do my part and do my due diligence in uh, mm-hmm. promoting the brand. So, you know, oh, yeah. it was awesome because that whole event, you know, we got to meet a lot of different, you know, people that were doing their own thing, whether mm-hmm. that was with music or with clothes or, you know, it was good to, to get to know everyone at that event. and. And that Shake Shack was hitting, right? Oh, it was busting. I didn't have any, but what? Yeah, I didn't have. I wasn't really hungry, but like, yeah, I thought that was cool that you guys. You're getting free drinks though. Yeah, Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. What was that brewery in Dorchester? Boston Harbor Distillery. Yeah, yeah, they were good. People loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any of the Nokas? I did. Yep, yeah, yep. He had one of everything, basically. I had one of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You talking about the vodka brand that was there as well? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, well, I, yeah. I, I like learned I had like ten new cousins at that event. I had like family oh, members oh, wow. showing up, getting food, drinks, <laughs> and they left. Like, oh, it's, your, it's your cousin Richard. I was like, oh, what's up, dog? Nice <laughs> right. to see you, man. Shoes <laughs> Okay, Gianni, thanks for coming. Who hey else? Guys, it's me, Bix, the kid. Hey. I'm here again. Ma- Master graphic designer. Yes, sir. And surprisingly, he actually made the grad music logo. He did actually. He actually made like Fun ten fact, fire wow. logos. Actually, yo, I, I still to this day wanted to use the one with the ducks in it, but you know, Seamus Faye is the he's the boss, so I, I had to follow his rules. Oh, yo, even this man Jack, he knows his shit. That's my favorite one too. <laughs> that duck. Oh yeah, I remember. There's a lot of like Boston centric designs. Yeah. And on my right. I'm very grateful for these two young men for a couple of reasons. And let me just be very transparent. One, when we had no spot to run the podcast after my 
<laughs> I, I'm honestly not even allowed to say this still, but I'll just say it because it's past. We used to run the show on my father's office above his union. And we had rappers coming up there smoking and drinking. And I didn't tell any of my, I didn't tell my dad we were doing it. Then he just found out. He was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? He's like, yeah, he, like, you get me fired, man. So he didn't talk to me for weeks oh my whatever. Goodness. And so we didn't have a spot. And so I was like, yo, Shlomo, bro, you naked. Like, you know, maybe like run an episode in your basement, man. For co- Like I got Heike Random coming up. And he's like, yeah, man, no problem. So we ran an episode in his basement. Forever grateful for that, man. Thank you. Of course, you. dog. That was crazy. That was a crazy time. I actually ran into a buddy of mine who I haven't seen him in two years. So probably around the same time we were, we were rocking together. And uh, he was living in Australia. He just came back. And I brought him to my studio. And he said, the last time I talked to you, you still were in the basement. You know, you still had your studio down there. He's like, I was driving for Uber, for Lyft at the time. And he's like, he told me, he's like, you, you mentioned like you were miserable doing that. You were trying to find some other things. And to see where I'm at now, he was like, wow, man. He was just super impressed. And for me, who's like, I'm in this every day. It was such a great wake-up call where it's like, wow, like you, you can take a step back and realize how far you've come. And even for you guys, I mean, I'm looking around this studio. It's like, where? You guys got your own little headquarters down here. You guys have came a long way from the uh, rooftop. Dude, we're in the back of a freezing cold warehouse. It's <laughs> hey, a good-looking warehouse, <laughs> Thank you. Though. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Nonetheless, I, I'm wildly grateful for that. Also, these young men were some of the first guests we even had on the show. Yeah. Too. Yeah, like number two or something. Uh, yeah, and I got baked off the booth pack. I remember I got <laughs> second hand high. Oh my god, I wasn't even talking straight. I didn't make any sense the first interview. So I'm glad we're here now. It was great. And then next to Steve, do you want me to call you Steve or Shlomo? Kidding. Doesn't matter. Shlomo, Shlomito. Okay, Shlomo. <laughs> my bad. I have Seamus Hill, who was probably the first person I ever met in Boston music, like connected to the scene. I, yeah. sold, I sold him a concert ticket outside his grandparents' Yeah, he house. pulled up to the crib. We were chilling. Uh, we, you know, I live on a one-way. This dude, Connor, was blocking half the one-way street. But we were out there shooting the ship for like 45 <laughs> minutes, and the rest is history. Yeah, I know. And I, then I think – well, and so what's crazy is I was telling – I had just said um, to you guys before we had started, but I had actually seen Big Fresh's mix – on grad music mm-hmm. like when i was when i just had finished college so it's just like this weird connection of like all these relationships yeah bro it's crazy it's like everyone knows everyone like i just met him like five minutes ago but i feel like i've known him for years you know what well, i mean because you've seen his name around yeah right? exactly like with all these artists like that's just how it goes like i'll see an artist like even ill addicts we were talking about before we started recording and how you know the, this past weekend they rocked a show in Somerville, but two three years ago we were talking about them like oh they would be able to do that years down the line. And they had a big hit recently, I think, right? I mean, when yeah. they they came on the show again in the summer. Yeah, they had a song that was going viral because they, they had some social media. Pro Swerves is mad Swerves, smart with bro. the marketing. Yeah. Pro Swerves is a god with it. He, yeah, he he was making memes and like. I think gifts. it was YSL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty YSL sure. was a big big record. Yeah. Yeah, they, he kills it. Shout out to the social media marketing on ProSwears. Yeah, he's he's a smart kid, and they do like a really good job with the branding, too. Yeah, no, it's fire. We're all leveling it up. So can you guys give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Oh, all right, Shlomo, you go first. Sure. My name is Shlomo Bo. Um, I am a director at Mass Music Radio, which is it's a radio station, first and foremost. We have live DJ sets. Um, we do remote broadcasting from venues. Uh, but more recently we've been getting into the podcast game, mainly facilitating, uh, right now I'm, I'm directing, not necessarily directing, but producing, uh, seven different podcasts, uh, within the mass music radio umbrella and, uh, sort of just like audio and video, audio and video. Yes, sir. And, uh, for me, it's very, it's been very challenging. Um, my background is in like audio engineering radio, but, uh, since I started the podcast, several podcasts, um, I'm getting into video and video editing and directing and producing, and it's it's been very challenging, but I'm learning a lot, so I, I absolutely love it. Are you in Final Cut editing or? I'm in Final Cut, yes, sir. What, did you ever do iMovie beforehand? No, I just jumped into. It. I worked with uh, Quincy Access TV, QATV, out in out in Quincy, and uh, I learned the ropes, and I've just been applying, been applying what I've learned ever since. And who are you, man? 
Me, I'm Seamus Hill, um, writer for Graduation Music, and I guess the person running the blog now, and co-founder of Mass Music Radio as well. So basically what I do um, is uh, assisting Shlomo with his long list of duties. And then on top of that, uh, with Graduation Music, just basically writing about some of what the state of Massachusetts has to offer in terms of music, you know? Uh, well, Seamus has understood the like the heartbeat of massachusetts music and boston music for like years dude like been trying (laughs) well well dead ass and um i think i forget i think i was asking you i think when we had started the show i was like yo bro it would be cool artist to have up here and like you were giving me some suggestions but when did you fully take over grad music when did that happen Probably about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Yeah, Seamus ended up, I think, just after the first semester at Northeastern, he just needed to... Can you grab this real quick? Yeah. He uh, basically just needed to step away from it for a little bit and just sort of do his own thing because, I don't know, I mean, I can't speak for Seamus Fane what he's been doing, but I know he likes, writes for uh, Lyrical Lemonade, Pigeons and Plants and stuff, and so he just sort of needed someone to run the blog while he was absent. It's And are you still doing mostly written content for yeah, the blog? Exactly. It's like 99% written content. That's like kind of a, a bucket because nobody's really doing that. Yeah, I mean, definitely true. No um, one has the patience to sit down and write stuff anymore. That's you know the big saying? thing. I feel like in because a big question that people ask me all the time is, you know, how are you able to stay afloat with all these other brands and you know music sharing organizations that come around? And I feel like that written component where you're sort of adding some thoughts and feelings about you know, the record that you have um, that adds like an element that you know not many people can reach. Anyone can sort of just make a repost account and sort of say, okay, go check this guy out. But to have that ability to sort of add a layer of conversation to whatever the music is, I think that's what's really helped us stay afloat. Yeah, have like an original thought. I think that's, yeah. that's dope. And it's, I think it takes time too to, I mean, Big Fresh, do you listen, are there any like writers in certain blogs or newspapers that you like religiously watch? Um. Well, not really, only because of the fact that I'm not like a very big reader, like by any means. So, mm-hmm. I nor totally, am I. Huh? Nor am I. Yeah. So, like, you know, like when I read like articles, I'll like mostly like skim through it and try to like, you know, extract whatever information I want. But yeah. for the most part, like, I have like a very hard time just sitting down and like reading like a long, like, post about something you know so. yeah i know what you mean yeah well what i'm saying is like you've developed a brand for yourself just because you've been so consistent with writing stuff for yeah. so long that everyone knows like oh shit like seamus is like the boston rap writer yeah no i mean yeah a lot of people have told me that i mean it's fire too because it's like a lot of other publications at least like i've noticed with certain releases like uh saint leor and gossip when I wrote about his that music video, was that the one? Was like I'm a with a cosine. Oh, he's like outside so. with the wife beater. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's like my my bitch a Pisces. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That song's that. hard. That song's yeah. fire. But no, when I wrote the article on graduation music for that track, I noticed immediately afterwards when I started seeing like other bigger publications writing about it, they were sort of pulling tidbits of information from graduation. Oh, swagger jackers. The thing is, like, I because I'm all in for it. It's like if I can be that person. That presents them the information and the facts about these people that are from Massachusetts. Like, the person that's from Brockton sort of explain what Brockton is to someone who's not from out here. They can carry that on and sort of reinforce that. Now, with Luke Barz's project that just dropped, these are writers from, you know, all these different blogs. They know what Brockton is. You know what I mean? Like, they know this area now a little bit better better than before. I know. How much has Brockton blown up in oh. the past year? It's crazy. It's been popping, bro. I feel like Brockton was notoriously, like, people from Boston would always shit on Brockton. Like, really? It, I, I, like, Brockton always did its thing, but I feel like it was always a separate entity. And I, I Boston like, South. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like this year, like, Brockton's sort of been, like, ushered in. Because, like, it's undeniable, you know what I mean? Like, the people from Brockton have been just doing amazing things. So. Was taking act. You feel the same way, Big Fresh? I definitely did, like, hear similar sentiments, like, a couple years ago, and it's, like, completely switched up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like a lot of people treat it like a big a little brother type yeah. of thing, you know? Well, I think one thing that when I thought I knew everything about Boston music there was to know, I, I was just saying, like, yo, if people, like, move more as a unit – they're definitely going to get way more stuff done. Yeah. And it kind of seems that's what it's like Brockton's doing collectively. Yeah. They're like cool with just being Brockton, right? Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, it's funny, a lot of people that I've spoken to from Brockton, a lot of, I mean, a lot of mostly Van Buren members, but even other artists, like 
there's just a certain certain energy that persists in that city. You know, when I was you know, lucky enough to work in Brockton for a good like three four month period and meet people that like lived there and grew up there and everything and. I don't know. There's just there's just something special in the air in Brockton that they like the like the people in the town like Brockton music. They, yeah, the thing is, it's it's one of those things where it's it's funny. I feel like everyone in Brockton has their certain go to artist, even if it's like a Van Buren. That's dope. You know what I mean? Like they have those people that have been making music for years. So and they always will, which is another big reason why I respect that community. So have you been using mass music to cycle out of the Brockton and Boston music still? Because you guys were. Last time I had re- I've really been tuned into the app, you guys were running the 24-hour radio consistently mm-hmm. with yeah. new music, tossing sprinkles, and you're still doing that, right? Yeah. Still doing it, man, to this day. Um, yeah, we still, we're still working with, like, local music. Our, our whole mantra, as well as the self-made designs mantra, is support local artists, man. That's the, that's the goal. So when we have new artists that are coming out of, Bro- out of Boston, Brockton, wherever it is, um, we try to shed light on that, whether it's through the radio station, whether it's through graduation music. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the goal. And with math music specifically, uh, I've been sort of diversifying that cause like, why not? You know, artists, you could be obviously a musician, you could be a visual artist, you could be someone who, you know, we have a spirit medium come on. That's an art form in itself. So what we have mean, like a ghost talker. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like? Oh, it's, it's incredible, bro. Is it a dude or a chick? It's a chick. And she comes up and like says, talks about the ghost. She talks I did to. it. I did, she connects. I, I did it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, she's a medium. So she's basically well, connects to spirits. Wait, wait, what do you mean? So like, it's like me, the, the medium. Yeah. And Very so similar here's, So here's, this, show, here's how it goes down. We usually talk for like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, we shoot the breeze. And then we'll take about 25 minutes worth of phone calls. So people will call the request line. And uh, she has sessions, you know, four or five minute sessions with them. And she'll connect. Like, it takes her a few seconds to, like, make that connection. That's why I'll usually, so, where are you from? How you doing? Da, 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 da. And then by the time I'm done talking to them, you're on with Alex. Alex Sar, spirit medium. And, uh. And she's like, the power of Christ compels you. Oh, no, man. It's, (laughs) it's always, it's always a beautiful thing. Cause like, she'll say, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like a grandfather energy. And, uh, you know, I've, I I was skeptical at first myself. And, uh, you know, I've done. I think 12 different shows with her and uh, every time it's just it's just incredible bro wait so what does she do she like looks at you and says like you have like a some sort of like relative connected to you yeah not even that i mean she just she just feels the energy sometimes like when she does a session like spirits will come to her and then she just translates the message yeah like for instance like when i did it uh one time she was like, i'm getting like a sort of like motherly grandmotherly type of energy she keeps keeps talking about this brown box and I'm sitting there like, what the hell is she talking about? Like, I don't know any, you know what I mean? And then I look, and there's a brown box that has fucking dominoes in it with the we got from Puerto Rico, like with the Puerto Rican flag and everything. And my grandmother's Puerto Rican, obviously, who passed away. And it's like one of the few family members I have that passed away. So it was like, you know what I mean? Like small shit like that, where it was like, like you said, you go in mad skeptical, and then some shit like that happens, and you're like, yeah, like what the hell? Like she couldn't just pull that out of her ass for lack of better phrasing. You know what I mean? Like, wait, so what is the? Uh what's the purpose she's like what do you, what do people get from it when they go oh through the man experience? it's beautiful so people get i guess you could say not necessarily a sense of closure but maybe a sense of closure because it's never like you know your grandfather's here and he's fucking pissed at you you know like it's never like that yeah. it's like it's always like you know they're in a good place they're they're chilling like they're happy it's always like a good ending to the session whatever it is so it's like to have people say you know thank you so much like that you know this really helped like people would be crying on the phone and shit it's yeah. it's incredible bro it's like it's moving and for you know i got jaded after a few episodes and chris one of our djs calls in mind you i know chris that's one of my best friends his grandmother passed away a few months ago and uh he calls in randomly because he knew we were doing the show she doesn't know i mean she maybe have seen him on instagram or whatever whatever doesn't know him at all and some of the stuff that she was saying i mean you go look back in the episode it was just so spot on that I was like, I had chills. Like I had chills going down my whole body because I'm like, how the, how does she know this? How does she assess it? She just looks at you. Yeah. Or she's no. Like here's the thing. Palm? Even no, she just she just it's her yeah. because we do over the phone. People call the request line. People who are in, usually like in South Carolina, the Carolinas down south and shit. It's incredible. Like that. So for example, that's one of the shows where, yes, yeah, not not necessarily music, but we're moving just diversifying the content so mass music radio 
we do focus on artists in the Boston music scene um, and just up and coming artists in general. It's music for the masses. That's kind of like our approach to things. Um, so, so sorry to interrupt you real quick ahead. before we move on. So do you guys believe in ghosts? I do. <laughs> After that, hell fucking yeah. I believe I in spirits. I don't believe in ghosts. What's the difference? Oh, that's a good one. Ghosts are, are scary, man. They're haunting. They're you know, ghouls and ghosts and shit. Spirits <laughs> are like, you know, if someone's spirit, uh, you know, let's say you pass on, like your spirit can still be in this world. You think so? Yeah, 100%. They're like bro. remnants of people's spirits. Definitely. I feel like that. I feel what about you, way. Big Fresh? Um... The deep I'm a question. Skeptical, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I didn't we talk a little bit about numerology? Like, how like, do you remember that episode when we were talking about how like you see numbers and like all the numbers add up to someone's spirit? Who was that? I don't think that was with me, but maybe. I remember we maybe were I'm, maybe I'm on the internet too much. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about like fate and like determinism and all that. Yeah, and I kind of talked about like I'm like a big believer in like the simulation. Yeah, theory. yeah. So, I don't know. I think, like, certain things in, like, this world, like, that seem extraterrestrial can be explained by, you know, the fact that we are in, like, a simulation of some sort. So, like, spirits, ghosts, like, yeah. that could be a part of it. Okay. So, like, in common, in common simulation theory, people say, like, phantoms and spirits are, like, kind of part of the whole package. Um, I don't know for sure, but I don't see why not, you know? <laughs> it, well, it just fascinates yeah. me because, like... My old basement, I was like, bro, there's definitely someone down there, dog. <laughs> you remember the yeah. Lincoln basement? I would never go down there alone. And then sometimes I would just like wake up down there. I'd be staring at a wall and just there was no one in there. And I'd just be breathing deep, sweating. And then someone would whisper in my ear, one day you're going to run a sick podcast. Oh. <laughs> and they were right. Me, dude. Holy they shit. were right, man. And I was like. Right. <laughs> Dap them up and it's, the rest is history. Yo. Yeah, that ass. So, so, have you guys tried to merge uh, grad music and mass music at all? Or are you keeping two, two separate entities? For right now, they're separate. I mean, we've talked about it for how like how many times in different ways. And I think it's subtle. I mean, we we work together on a daily yeah. basis, so it's not like we're like, hey, we're we're working together. It's like we're always working together. You know? Exactly. So. I feel like, uh, yeah, the entities have been separate in a sense, but like he said, yeah, like we, w we work together. I mean, there's stuff for grab music that Slomo has worked on that people don't know about, and there's stuff for mass music that I've worked on for him that people don't know about. You know what I mean? It's sort of like... It's all tied together. Yeah, we're just a force that's moving together at the same time, same speed. I feel you, you're kind of like um, Adidas and Reebok. Exactly. D did you bit. know Adidas owns Reebok? I did not really? know that. I knew Nazis started at Adidas. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. You knew that, Big Fresh? Yeah. How do you know that? That's I don't know. And the thing is, this is from Twitter, so I don't know. That's a bold know claim, it. bro. <laughs> I don't know. It. I don't know it. Yo, the, but Adidas, the Adidas stock just plummets. I'm, hey, I'm, they ain't here for me. <laughs> nah, Connor, it's going viral. Connor, that up and make it all like manipulative. I know Yo. like Adidas used to make like military shoes for certain countries, but I don't know if it was a direct like probably a Nazi product. Yeah, think, Nazi this would be a good question strands. for you, yeah. Seamus. I thought Adidas was a Boston company, wasn't it? Like, wasn't it? What did <laughs> Not the, New Boston. Balance? New Balance. Well, I know New Balance, but what's like the three stripes and insignificant to Boston? That's a Boston thing, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I only have secondhand knowledge. Like, I, it's funny. I wish my fucking mother was here because she'd be able to explain this way better than me. But I know Adidas, which is some shit that like people from Boston has always repped. Like that was just I don't know back in the day like shell toes. Yeah, like shell toes, like all that shit. Like anything with Adidas on it, like people from Boston were repping that. You know what I mean? Like even throwing the threes up and everything. You know what I mean? Like the threes and the three stripes. Like it's sort of just spirals. even Sean from Fort Boston does that the brand flip on on dogs oh, with Adidas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's funny. Dart Adams, though, I know he he does podcasts with. He said, said the same thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't think this is a specific reason. I just think it's something that's just been a part of Boston history. Yeah, so there's no, like, real time. I mean, they have a an office here, though. Yeah. Right? Well, their first U.S. headquarters was in Boston. Oh, word, okay. Uh, Where? Do you know? No idea. I have no idea. Quincy Point. <laughs> Quincy Point. Yo, I wanted to ask you something, Connor. I'll flip the script a little bit. Gianni asked us earlier. He said... uh Ready for it. He was like, like golden deer. Like, wh like where does that come from? Uh, would you like me to give you the scumbag salesman version uh, or the real version? I want, I want the, the real reality. version. All right, I'm, I'm feeling fired up, so I'm going to give you the cinematic version, okay? Yeah, I've, I've given it a couple times on the podcast. We'll do it one more time. Word. So back in the day, I used to go by the pseudonym Coach Connie. 
I was making YouTube videos. They're mostly comedy sketches. And I was coming back from Sudbury, Massachusetts at four in the morning. I actually used to drive a BMW. But guys, wait. It was 1980. A 1980 Ooh, Beamer. A it classic. had no heat. It had no lights. And the entire dashboard was melted. So it was called the Deer Slayer. But I'll get to that. Whoa. The Deer Slayer. Oh, foreshadowing, foreshadowing, okay. foreshadowing. <laughs> so I'm on the highway, four in the morning. I'm... No lights. No lights, no music. It, no dashboard, nothing. <laughs> well, dude, the only music it's fucking it could cruising, play, dude. You, you couldn't even switch the disc. So the only music that I had in it was Now 2. And what I was dude, playing that's was actually Joe, classic, I Want to Know. Yeah, not if you play it five million times in a row. It's the only <laughs> song. That and like Bare Naked Ladies is the only thing you could play. Damn. So I'm on the highway, right? Life freezes, dog. Two deer in the middle of Route 2. And I swear to God, there was a moment where I was like above my body looking down at the BMW and then the two deer. And then I came back into the car and I had like this much time to turn the wheel. And I, I came right in between two deer. I clipped one of them, flipped over the car. You flipped the car? No, no. Car was fine. And then I was fucking shook and I just kept driving. Like so wait, you, so had, you had a hit and run and you bro, just kept going? Listen, well, bro, I was stunned. I was like, that deer. like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. What the fuck? So I pull up to my crib. I'm not that far. I'm like a mile away. Stop, park, go inside, right? And I'm just shook. I'm, yeah. I have no emotion. I don't call anyone, don't say anything. Next day, I wake up like normal. Nothing happened. Walk outside. Blood all over my car. Oh my God. Oh my God. Pulling out deer steaks from the grill. So you smoked this deer, yeah. are you telling me? Kringled him. Blood everywhere. Oh, and now the company and listen, is to, to pay homage to this deer? Hold, hold up. <laughs> it's I, only I didn't, right. I didn't tell you the first part. So when I was going by the pseudonym Coach Connie, you know how YouTubers have end cards? Yes. Yeah. So me and Jack for a couple of weeks were like, dude, we got to come up with a logo for the Coach Connie videos. And so my freshman year dorm was called the barn because it was like disgusting and everyone had their own animal. And I was known as like the flamboyant pony who would like run around <laughs> and do like ridiculous shit. Yeah. And I grew up in Lincoln on Deerhaven Road. And so we literally couldn't come up with some shit for three weeks. We had no clue what the fuck to do. And then the incident happened. And I was like, bruh, that's got to be fate, dog. The golden deer. And we slapped him on, man. Ah, oh, that's shit. beautiful. How was that? Prayers up. That's beautiful. R.I.P. to that yeah, deer, I was man. Say, I'd pour some out if we weren't. Well, I mean, Sacrifice his life for this company, man. <laughs> dead ass, bro. Now he's everywhere. No one knows that they're repping a dead deer. I'm gonna put some smoke in the sky for that deer tonight, definitely. What? You got to mount a head. You can anyway. get it stuffed and mounted. Right <laughs> exactly, yo. This Corona don't get me first. Wait, so you guys pulled up to Bronwyn before this? Yeah, you sent us the address. This restaurant yeah, we pulled up. Pretty dope spot, right? Yeah, they had some German beers. I was like, oh shit. Did you guys get a little loose? I will say I felt <laughs> you're pissed. You're pissed. I was I felt Johnny's way worse back. before I got here in the car. I was like slow mo, slow down. I'm gonna throw up. I had two beers. Now I feel great. I was not slowing what, you, down. Why are you so sick? What happened? He's got you the fuck. coronavirus. Man. I don't don't fucking say that. You can speak shit into existence, and if I fucking bro, find someone, out tomorrow that I got the coronavirus, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Bro, someone in Boston got that right now. I know UMass too. UMass Boston, although you know what I'm saying it ain't Amherst. So I don't really give a fuck. I was thinking about getting those masks and just branding them, putting masks with the radio logo on, and just start selling them. I think it would fly. I think I think it would be really smart, captive marketing. All I'm going to say well. right now you is this. You should pull up at the airport and do it. If you're going to get a mask, you got to get the N95 respirator. The regular fucking surgical mask won't work. You're going to get sick. He's N95 telling them he's already respirator. sick. Too late for That's this guy. Fact. Yeah, it's too late for me. I might be croaked by midnight. What, but what is, for you. What is the N- N95 respirator? Uh, it's literally like one of those fucking construction masks. That oh, it's part- like the Bane mask. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly that. So you need oh, a Bane that would, mask. That would definitely stop the coronavirus. I would. You know what I'm saying? That pussy ass surgical mask. That's not gonna do nothing. <laughs> well, it's well, not happening. Yeah. This, this is gonna sound like kind of insensitive, and I don't want to turn this to Howard Stern here, but why do some Asian people like wear masks around Boston? I think it's a courtesy thing. 
They but they'll wear surgical. I rings. don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would have no I've seen it too. I've seen it on the train. It's also like a trend from like the mainland because like in like yeah. Beijing and like Shanghai and shit, the pollution's so bad. It's all that you dirty. Need a mask and, like, yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. If they're about, used right? to it, they'll like. I was gonna say. I feel like at that know? point, it's like part of the swag. It's like we put sunglasses. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Let's slap some logos and stuff. I'm looking at people. I'm like, yo, fuck. Yeah, but I also see people wearing like bape like surgical. Yeah, oh yeah, the supreme ones. Same man, get some branded on there. And what's like seven thousand bucks? Yeah, right. Those shits don't protect you from anything. You're just buying the friggin'. How much is the Supreme Brick? Oh, it's expensive. It's like 2,000 bucks. <laughs> Johnny's like got that. three at the house. I was going to say, dude. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's funny. So right now, just in your cycle, what do you guys like in terms of music in the city? I know it's a little less in, in your pocket, but also you. Mm, that's interesting. Because I think when we run the episode initially, you you were heavy on the Illatics. You also said, like, yo, this dude Isaac Dunbar is going to be a star. And, like, he is, bro. Yeah. Isaac Dunbar, He's, like, yeah. like, what, 18, 19 years old now? Like, now? He was, yeah, like, 16 yeah. years old. Yeah, when you were then. scouting him, he was, like, 13, yeah, bro. Was, um, shit. I mean, Van Buren Records is the first thing that comes to mind with Massachusetts music. I mean, just seeing what they've done over the past year. It's just been honestly inspiring for artists and non-artists. Anyone involved with music, you know what I mean? It's, like, that's what you're going for right there, so... Van Buren Records uh, with Giles, Meech, Lord Felix, Ricky Felix, Luke Bars, that whole collective, they're killing it. Um, another person that comes to mind, um, Jerome B., who I know you work extensively yeah. with. Dope show. He's, I, that's another reason I was pissed I couldn't go. I wanted to see him fucking perform, but he's someone that I, um, really is, I mean, it's just his writing and everything about how he just pieces his music together really is just inspirational to me as well. So that's another dude that I listen to his project a lot. Um, there's a bunch. Wait, you, Jerome B? Yeah. Big Fresh had like all the beats on that. I'm hip. I'm hip. That's the thing. He's got Wait, his which hands one? in it. If it's the most recent one, the that m- one I didn't do. Oh, well, you did so so. Yeah. You did so so, right? So so, yeah. Scenes is uh, my boy from Brandeis Sesame. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he's oh, wow. Fire. I thought you did. Oh, he's shit. actually got like some Koreans and like, I mean, uh, connections in like the Korean like rap uh, industry. It's really? That's pretty fire. That's like, fire. Right there. He was offered like a Sony contract or something and then he actually like, ended up declining it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that, is 88 Rising oh. Korean? They're based in the U.S., but they have like a... Joji's Korean, right? Joji's. I think he's American, but I think he might be like half Korean. But most of 88 Rising is just all Asians, like yeah. from Indonesia, Korea, wherever. And Shalomo, what, what have you been listening to anything? Yeah, man, I've been keeping it local. Uh, we got some we got some great talent out in Quincy. Uh, we got Linsky. He's a producer out in Quincy. Um, we got Essence. Jay Nash, as you guys know, just moved into our studio as well. Oh, no, I actually didn't know you got a studio. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the self made design studio, we have um, private studios where my radio station is housed from. Uh, He's got a studio coming starting, I think, next month or this month, February. Um, So, he's been out there. Videography and beats. Oh, dude, Mm -hmm. he's incredible. Uh, So, we got him. I know Marquis Filthy is dropping a project this month. Quincy. No, he's from Dorchester, but uh, that's one of the homies. And, uh, man, it's just a beautiful time for music. Like Seamus said, the Van Buren boys have been killing it. Uh, Bro, it's I way followed, bigger. I've been following music Oompa thing. and, and uh, Al C. They've been traveling, doing shows all over the country. It's like Boston's really on the come up. I saw Cliff Notes has a show at the uh, at Boston Calling. Boston Calling, yeah, Camp Blood, too. Yeah, so, you know, Boston's really on the rise. Bro, it is way bigger now than it was when we ran the episode the first time. I just feel like a lot of people have taken wind, you know what I mean? Like, they understand what's going on around them in their own community, which is, I feel like that's the biggest thing that even got helped us get started, is that there were some people that were into some music in Massachusetts, and we figured, you know what, we'll play our role to try and help develop a community. I mean, all those. So, so are you like pissed now that everyone likes it? Because you're like, I you love guys are posers no. Because I've been riding with it. It's this like, I want everyone, you know what I mean? Like, the same amount of respect that people from Massachusetts have for like Tom Brady and the Patriots when they're growing up. I want that like little kid from freaking Quincy that I was 20 years ago to be like, yo, like, I could become an artist in Massachusetts because mm-hmm. there's a community that does this, you know? I think, um, I just think it's, it's, been going to show with like everything that's been happening on an independent level and even some of the stuff we've been doing too it's just people like people who take action in the city so it's like when you just see people making moves everyone just kind of feeds off of it definitely what i'm saying and so i i kind of think that's why this past year's been definitely like this Mm because there's been these projects that everyone likes and then they'll have the shows and they'll have the mixtape parties the rollouts for like 
I will say there's no better time to be a Massachusetts artist than now because I feel like that alone, like that connection, is like the first step. If you make music that is like in any realm good, like you're fine. You can make a fan base in Massachusetts. It's really just about consistency, like we talked about earlier, and just sort of like confidence. You know, believing in yourself and the music that you're putting out there. It's just it, and it's the same thing that you guys are doing too. It's just. I've been saying it forever. It's just a blessing to be able to build something in the city because mm-hmm. there is literally no mold you yeah. have to follow. That's the best part there's about no it. No blueprint. There, yeah. And there's no gatekeeper, dude. Like if you go to New York to L- or LA, bro, you're going to take you some time, big dog. Definitely. And I oh, feel yeah. like yeah, there's been a lot of like upward mobility in a sense. I mean, I know Newberry Comics, they've done an amazing job this past year specifically being heavily involved with not just like more rock pop, Twitter accounts popping. Yeah, the dude that runs that is like really been supporting like a lot of the music, specifically the hip hop music that's coming. I, I know out we worked we worked on a playlist with him, me and Big Fresh. Yeah, no, he's fire, and it's like stuff like that where it's like in a place like New York or LA, like you're not gonna be able to you know make connections with people that of that stature. In Boston, I feel like everyone's sort of on an even playing field, and they're more willing to work with those dudes that are sort of on the come up than mm-hmm. just the next big dog. You know, I feel you. I also think it's gonna take for it's going to take like another big commercial artist out of Boston to actually like really establish a serious music scene. Yeah. Would you agree? hundred percent, bro. So. I've been saying for the, from the longest time is like as much as we're doing over at grab music, mass music radio, like I don't necessarily think that we're going to be the ones that like break through and, you know, achieve national spot. Like I think that these young kids, 16, 17, 18 year old coming up, like, they're going to be the ones that next generation. So like with that being said, we felt the pressure to like, yo, really give opportunities to these new artists and give them a spotlight and give them a chance to, to showcase their talent, even just advice. I mean, we've been in the game. I mean, I graduated the same year as you. So like coming up on two years and uh, I've learned a lot and I feel like that game is important. You know, even if it's radio, podcasting, blogging, whatever it is, that game is so important that like we need to pass it on. And I feel like that next generation is going to be the ones like, I don't know who it is. I can't say because there's so many talented artists that we all know somebody's going to do it. Like we all have that like strong feeling like there's going to be somebody or maybe a group that really breaks through. And uh, it's just a matter of time. And I'm just happy to be part of it. Bro, I gotta be honest with you. You're talking like we 300 years old, dog. Yo. <laughs> My birthday old? was you, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you man. You feel old? I feel old. Do you? I'm only 23. Mm. I feel old. No way. Really? Yeah, I feel old as shit. I don't feel old. Wow. I feel responsible, man. Like what? Uh, well, think about it. 24. I've run my own company. Like I, I, I feel that pressure, but it's it's good pressure. You know what I mean? It's it, it gets me up every day realizing like, yo, you got to make it happen. Even yeah. coming tonight, like yeah, it's a Super Bowl, but like we got business to take care of. I don't feel old at all. Do you feel old? Um. Sometimes I feel old, sometimes I feel young, so it's a a mix of both, for sure. I think it's one of those things, personally, where it's, not that I feel old, it's that I'm never going to feel any younger. Yeah. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. This is the youngest I I, I will ever be, you know what I'm saying? Today, yeah. It's like, let me, like, fucking do my thing, you know what I'm saying? I think so in that sense, I kind of feel old, but. Why? Do you you think there's a shelf life to an age, like? Are you like limiting yourself on age on like how long you want to build for or like are you like I got to be somewhere by 30 no, is that what you guys are Not thinking? really. No. I think when we talk about age we talk about experience and what we've learned. Like when we were coming into mass music and before mass music the 93 report brand that we started together in like our freshman year of college like there's just certain shit that we didn't know as 18 year olds that we know a lot about as 23 year olds. And I think we consider ourselves old in that regard just because we have that little bit of experience that we have to share with people. Well, you've been doing this stuff for a long time. Yeah, exactly. But So I yeah. think an experience world, but like, it's not like I'm walking around with yeah. a fucking Yeah, and when I say like yet. feeling old, like it's not physically I feel. I'm 24 years old. Like I'm still, you know, I'm in the prime of my life. <laughs> but I think like mentally, I, I feel like, all right, I'm starting to pass that realm of like, I'm not like, I'm not a kid. Like I'm, I'm becoming an adult. I'm becoming an entrepreneur in every sense of the word. And it's like, you know, you got to look out for the future. You know, you can't just be like living in the moment is great. It's beautiful. But like you got to start planning for the future. I I concur. But I also think like, dude, we are 24. We are not like 40. We have like lots of time, especially if you maximize your full day 
And I'm assuming yeah. that's what you're doing. I'm like, if you're working like a 12 to 16 hour day, you get a lot fucking done in a day, dog. Hell, mm-hmm. Yo, speaking of the future, I wanted to ask you, Connor, because, you know, the last time we sat down and had a conversation, we were both in a very different place than we are right now. And I want to know, like, you know, this could be a time capsule. Where do you see yourself a year from now? So me and Jack have been theorizing a project now since I for a long time. And I never talk about it on the podcast just because I, I don't want to like pretty much the podcast has been a vessel to create a really big project for myself in the city. Yeah. Ultimately. And it's something I've always wanted to do since I was 16. And ultimately I want to make a really massive film for all of Boston to enjoy and pull in only Boston based resources. That's ultimately what I wanted to, I want to do. And I want to put it in millions of Boston based theaters. That's dope. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. I've like never said it on here, but that's like what I want to get done in the city. I fuck with it. That's fire as fuck. And so like everything I do now, why we like kind of connect everyone is cause like, okay, cool. I'm meeting everyone in the city and I'm gathering all this information so I can give you guys like, the most comprehensive, complete project possible. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I, I think when we'd run the episode up first, we I was saying like, bro, it's impossible to like make a back to back film. Do you remember I had kind of yeah, said yeah. that to you guys? You were talking to us about that, yeah. So I've wanted to do that since I was sixteen. Hey, no reason you can't. On the way, man. I think yeah, so, man. Exactly. It looks like you're getting every piece of the puzzle that you can before you have that beautiful puzzle ready to go. Well, it's also been a patience thing too, because making a film is fucking tough. Man. Oh yeah. Ugh, and it's not my strong suit it's like i'm good at like thinking quick and making quick decisions but like it's like a nurturing process right it's tough definitely that's yeah i mean hey god bless it because i I fucking i don't even know where to start with the film (sighs) well we started like two so i write like pretty much every day yeah and but that if i could get anything done in the city and like give something to the city it would be that Mm mm-hmm that's dope, man. We look forward to seeing if we can help in any way, act, man. Dude. Yo, say, Seamus yeah. wants yeah, to you'll act. Be a, on you'll it. be in a fight scene, bro. Yo, I'm down. Seamus McGillicuddy. That's my alter ego. Whoa. We shot a few scenes. I have a, I have a couple scenes already where it's like where like, self-made. They're uh, they're on my hard drive. They yeah. probably won't see the light of day, but uh, I don't know. You know dude, we've, been, those are fire. we've been filming back at the studio. Say, I got a slight reel working. I'm working on right now. Well, I've been seeing you guys do a bunch of visual content now too. We're right? starting yeah. to get into yeah. it. Yeah, like reaction videos. I saw. And yo, shout out to to Jay Nash and Tom Leary because I had them over my studio like I don't know, almost two years ago, and uh, they said to me like, "Listen, like you're you know the station is dope. You know it sounds good. Da 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 da." But he's like, "You need to get more visual content. Like, people want to see you when they want to see the see the people that are working with Mass Music Radio." So uh, since then, I've just been trying to get more visual content out there so you guys you guys do a live stream visual too right like a yeah. uline or yeah mm-hmm. uline let's see no uline's like that packaging company what is it uStream, logitech xbox live i'll hop on xbox now what we was, uh, what was that xbox live thing parties no oh, connect party. connect now nah, we had so we had, had a ill we had an ill that shit was whack bro i, I like tore my azl playing that I thing <laughs> No, we had an ill live stream thing going, and then the company that I was using to uh, broadcast unfortunately got bought out, and they shut down the streams. And so actually, uh, you know the Royal Rumble, WWE? Oh, yeah. I used um, to do it on my trampoline with all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> we did a, one of our shows on the, on the station is, is a wrestling podcast, and we live stream reacted to the Royal Rumble, the Men's Royal Rumble. And uh, throughout the episode, you know, we were getting shut down. Like Who won? Who won? McIntyre, whatever that fucking yeah. dude's name was. The Irish dude? I think. I don't know. I, I don't even watch To be honest, like, I yeah, was just chilling. Don't lie to us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was at the crib Yo, showing I didn't even yeah. like it like that, bro. Yeah. No, it was a good time, but I learned a lot. At least from the, like, we were streaming it through YouTube. But, um, yeah, I mean, with copyrights, especially music and, I guess, you know, professional sports, you know, it's, it's a tricky game. And, uh, you know, we've been blessed to be able to finesse our way around it. But um, but yeah, going forward, I mean, I've you've been to the studio, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you know, guys the, were doing construction last time I was there. Shit hasn't changed. We're still doing construction. Yeah. Uh, who, but who's getting, who's getting their hands dirty? Everybody or everybody? Man. Not me. Yeah, Steve's keeping it clean. But no. no, so the rehearsal space, we're actually going to be renovating, getting new equipment, getting new speakers, monitors, mixers, everything. And uh, when I have DJs come in to do guest sets, it's going to be out in the rehearsal space, which is a lot. Obviously, it's a lot bigger than my studio what's the capacity in the space 
capacity. I mean, you could probably fit 200 people, but it's... Dude, throw something fat. Nah, man. It's, it's a private studio. Yeah. We, we, we don't do events anymore. Dude, 200-person event, you got the plug for all the music in the city? Why would you not do that? That'd be uh, The huge. big reason is the city. Yeah, well, yeah, the city yeah, just get Quincy. a permit. Just be, hey, we're Quincy guys. We want to throw a fat Quincy concert. It ain't that easy, my friend. Yeah. Bruh, we threw we it gotta use, We got to do some heavy construction. Yeah, we need a sprinkler system. That. That's about... But 15,000 square feet, that's like 25 racks. So, yeah. Yeah. But... But for now, you know what I'm saying? Come through, spin a set, you oh, know? Yeah. Well, Big Fresh, you got to make sure you get some information. Yeah, exchange. I definitely want to. It's a dope DJ. I, I, I know, dude, trust me. Time, yeah, we'll yeah. be tapping in. Oh, so yeah. Actually, along the lines of just, like, mixes and whatnot, like, where do you guys draw the line between, like, what can be aired or, like, put into, like, a mix versus what can't be? So, the, the beauty of it is uh, because we run the station, like, whatever. Like, I tell my DJs, I'm like, listen, play what you want, say what you want, just make sure, like, you love the music. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like, if you don't love it, don't play to the crowd because, like, you're you're on radio. You don't right. even know who's listening half the time. So play the music that you love and it will translate. You know, as long as you are passionate about whatever your craft is, if you're big in scratching, if you're big on drops, if you're big on just fire, like, transitions or whatever it is, like, do your thing mm-hmm. and we'll try to help showcase that on the yeah. station. Word. You know, and in mass music, it's, it's a play on words. Obviously, it's Massachusetts, right? We got to rap Massachusetts, but... It's more about like music for the masses. So we have all different genres. He plays a lot of trap, plays a lot of a little bit of everything. I play yeah. a lot of rap, hip hop, R and B. Garfield plays, you know, dance hall, reggaeton. Chris all plays right. Chris plays everything under the sun. Jackson, DJ Vo plays uh, a lot of house music. You guys got a classical DJ yet? No, we don't. I'm actually putting together a little show. Uh, I'm Should calling go the, it. Go over to the retirement home and start handing out flies. Just pass. No, <laughs> saying, Yo, pull right? up, pull up. But uh, no, I'm actually. Uh, I just came back from Puerto Rico um, a couple weeks ago, and I'm putting together a little show. It's called Shlomito Salsa Soiree. Whoa, it's a very exclusive thing, bro. Latino music, of course. All salsa music. You know what I'm saying? We get some salsa dancers. Get some dominoes going. So uh, you guys are, you know what I'm saying? You guys oh, are yeah, homies. Yeah, you guys are invited. It's a very exclusive thing. So, uh, you know. I like that. Only a few heads, that, but that bl- it's going to be fun. Bilingual. I'm saying. See, we'll see Poppy, it's going to be incredible. Well, Seamus, aren't you partly Spanish? Yeah, Puerto Rican. You speak? Half. Un poquito, pero uh, I don't really speak Spanish. Pero no practico. Let's see. I, actually, I will say, though, I spoke uh, Spanish to my grandfather, who I hadn't spoken to in like three years. I spoke Spanish to him on this past Christmas. And he was and I was like, oh, like the greatest. He was basically in Spanish, like, what the fuck do you know about speaking Spanish? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying, bro. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's fire. Hey, Big Fresh, any more Boston music related questions about. I mean, you're um, much more tapped in than I am. I want to go back to like when you first started or be, even before that. Like, who are some of the first Boston artists that you kind of remember hearing about him being like? He, bro, he's been there since the start. Yeah. Yeah. Cousins says definitely for me. Yeah. I just because I formed a relationship with uh, Tim LaRue um, early on. Just, just as a fan, honestly, watching like the 12 for 12 ciphers that he used to do. And Did you ever go to any of them? I never did. And the thing is, I was like 15 years old. And it was all these like college kids, and so I was always like, I'm a, like I can't, I'm just be a weird ass kid that's like chilling <laughs> in the corner. But well, I mean, well, I, didn't they do them at a weed store on Newberry? Well, no, nah, it's funny actually. So how I got introduced, basically anyone from Boston music was through um, Derek, who ran the Green Street Vault. It was a food truck that instead of selling food, it sold clothes on Newberry Street. Whoa! And because he had, they had like some permitting issues, so he wasn't able to use his truck anymore. So he had to get a storefront. And the Green Street Jungle was a storefront, and that's where the 12 for 12 cipher, the first one was ever held. And so, oh, okay. yeah, so from Derek and go, me just going to that store, I ended up hearing about 12 for 12 and all this shit. And I was like, you know what, like, what the hell even is this? I ended up becoming cool with Tim. And then at the second 12 for 12 cipher, that's when Stiz ended up going there. Hefe, he didn't even want to go. I've, in the Noisy documentary, he talks about how he was not going to pull up and Hefe Replay pulled up on him and was like, we're going to this freestyle. <laughs> and he said, cut that check, cousin. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Hefe's yeah, big bro. line. Cut that check, cousin. Exactly. Ain't shit free. But nah, fucking, that, I think Cousin Stiz in that freestyle, like I, I, I remember a lot of the words from it to this day. It's like, it, it, it just made me feel like, like that magical feeling you get when you're first listening to music where it's like, oh, like my parents are the ones that put me onto it. Like, I found this and I love it for my own reasons. Like I think hearing Cousins' freestyle in that moment made me realize like shit, like 
good artists are they don't have to be from an la or new york or anywhere from that matter they're from all over the place wow that's, that's interesting together. yeah it wasn't like a gradual experience for you it was like an epiphany it was like that immediately it was like holy shit like i before then i was like there's no good rappers in boston there can't be like impossible it would have already happened by now but like that just sort of changed my perception of things and sort of cousins does i think was definitely the first one that really was just like amazing to me I'm trying to think of who else. Half a replay was up there. Um, was this during the? Uh, it was like 2012. Was it was during the Pilot Nation days? Pilot Nation. Nick Gray half replay. Shout half out to replay. Nick. Yeah, we're trying to see Nick out in LA. That's funny. Yeah, no, it's it's fire because I remember, like I remember bumping that like in high school, like just chilling. You know what I mean? Like trying to show my friends or whatever, and then being like, I don't care about this. Like, what are you talking about? You put me on like freshman year of college. I'm like, yo, what is yeah, this? Yeah, I was playing for everyone. Like, was a shout you know, out. Shout out. Everything, bro. Like all that shit. Expensive Heat. I remember we were playing um, Fantasy off of Expensive Heat. Fantasy. Off, off of Expensive Heat. Like, I don't even know what Expensive Heat is. What is that's it? the oh, Pilot Nation's project. Oh, it's, it? it's like, was the that was the first, like, you see all these Boston projects that get rolled out now and how the city sort of like unites around them. First project I ever saw people do that for was Expensive Heat. Dude, what was that song with Stiz and Knight Lavelle with that DJ from like Harvard? And the production is crazy. I still have it. That sounds so familiar. And, and the video is this dude, he's like snowboarding and he has like a marshmallow like hat on. He was like this super DJ from Harvard. And Stiz hopped on a track and I'm like, bro, this shit is fire. That sounds familiar as hell, but it's like, it's like shit like that where it's like... All these people and like they yeah, sort of, north. you know, what, what was it? Up yeah. north, yeah, up north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what's the name of the DJ? Knock from the future. Yeah, he's bro. from Cambridge. He was he was going to Harvard. Oh, going to Harvard. Oh mm-hmm. shit! Damn. Damn, that song was that song was smacking, bro. I remember that. I failed the fuck out of my stats final and then hopped in the Damn. whip and played that and went back, drove back to Quincy <laughs> from Amherst. Yeah, I was like, it's all good now. I was like, bro, I'm chilling. Shit, man. I will say recently, bro. Millie's has been doing it for Facts. me, bro. Because he takes. Yeah. I'm listening action, to him and bro. I'm like, oh my god, this man like. That's godly. Like the vernacular, everything from his delivery, it's just like, oh man. Yeah. I, I was in uh, Puerto Rico a couple weeks ago in the jungle, bumping Millie's, like looking around, like damn. Right, like someone asked me like, for a Newport, I dare you. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I was just vibing. It's like, yo, to see dudes from the city who like, not only that I relate to, that I just really like, just for lack of a better word, that I fuck with. Uh, it's been a beautiful experience, especially just being sort of intertwined with the Boston music scene. Um, it's been great, especially this time where things are starting to bubble. I mean, last episode we said it like, oh yeah, things are starting to bubble. Like actually now it's really starting to pop off. I mean, you see the Definitely. city coming around these projects. You see, the the show that was here the other night, uh, warehouse, Ill- yeah, yeah, with with Illatics, yeah. we were just talking about like I saw the videos, yo, that, that place yeah. it was popping, like that shit was mm-hmm. dope. And uh, just to see, like you know, people coming action, together, bro. man, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Now, Millie does take action. He does his thing. Well, no, no, what's surprising is that uh, that was your first time when I, I let you guys into uh, Phoenix Down. Yeah, and isn't I met that, him. That kinda, yeah, and that kind of oh, popped up out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. It's very interesting, all that, uh, all that should happen. I didn't meet him at Phoenix Down. It was at your show. You but, met John Scott? No, 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 not John Scott. I'm Millie's. Oh, 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 word. Yeah, so whatever, what, what was the show? I remember Washed the show, up, yeah, you, GDP yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, had you up on the stage. It was oh, great. I was chilling. He was chilling in the back. Bro. I was like, he had a water up. bottle on you, I remember. I remember that. Awkward as hell on the stage. He was chilling, though, vibing out. No, it was so reckless about that is the Middle East was like, no, like, don't bring anything on stage to throw into the crowd. But I bought these, like, massive balls from Target. These, like, huge bouncy balls. You just tossed them. Oh, I put them in the crowd, and then people just start pelting the performers, bro. Oh, over no. Over. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> it was a fun time, man. <laughs> it was a good time, bro. I was chilling, bro. Yeah, that was Damn. a good one. Um, okay. So, uh, what are you guys going to get done this year? Like, what, what's on your checklist? Shit. I feel like my, my biggest thing has just been... I taking a step back and sort of reevaluating everything, you know, why I got involved with music in the first place. I felt like a, it was just like a copy and not copy and paste, but like there was no more creativity with the write ups. I was in a flustered position mentally, you know, personally, like I've had a lot of shit going on these past like, past, like six months. And I think my first and foremost goal was to sort of 
realign myself you know what i'm saying get the chakras back mm-hmm. in formation so i can fuck this year up so hit up the medium yo i've been exactly. meditating i've been i've been on a vibe so i feel like i've been good you know what i mean getting back into my old self you feel re-energized oh i, I really do in the words of Connors, i want to know how it feels to lose it all because i want to know how it feels to get, get it back. back you know what Ooh. i'm saying i'm getting shit That's... back this year you know what i mean and it's I, I i it's it's a it's a it's an amazing feeling i've been reading a lot you know writing a lot just Things have been, you know, returning to that original feeling. Did you feel at a certain point like you were just hacking at it and there was yeah. like nothing there? That it wasn't even for me. That's what I think the biggest thing was is because at the end of the day, it's never for me. It's, you know, to sort of to serve a greater good, I guess you could say. But there does come that point where it's like I need to put myself into that equation. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you got to have some sort of selfish motivation. Exactly. And, and also, you know, it, we're at a point where, like you said, we're 23 years old, 24 years old, like... I've never made a dollar off of graduation music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I got loans to pay for. Like, I, you know what I mean? There's a lot of different things going on, but it's like it, it sort of reinforces that initial feeling where it's like I'm not doing this to make a billion dollars at the end of the day. Like, there's a greater need here, so I'm going to fulfill that. Well, well, that's one interesting thing I think about this age is like, okay, now you're, you've been doing it for a hobby for so long, but mm-hmm. now it's time to like connect the bag to what you're doing. Exactly. Have have you connected at all to mass music? Have you guys been making money oh, yet? Big facts, bro. <laughs> We've been getting to the bag all year, man. I mean, we got the merch game strong, bro. You know what I'm saying? All different flavors. Uh, we actually linked up with one of our buddies from, I guess, from elementary school, Andy. Uh, he's been he's a graphic designer. He's been killing it with designing all different logos. We just printed out all new Valentine's Day merch, uh, which is on the way. We should have it sometime this week. Um, so the merch game is strong. Uh, the podcast game is strong. Obviously, we like we facilitate, so we charge studio time. And uh, advertising, we just locked down a sponsorship with Bravo Pizza. Nice. Down the street, shout out to Bravo Pizza. Who negotiated the, the check? You did? You oh, myself and Andy. We went over there, you know what I'm saying, took care of business. And uh, if you pull up to Bravo Pizza wearing any sort of mass music radio gear, 10% off. Yep. 10%. 10%, so man. So a slice of pizza. It's hey. now ninety cents and not a dollar. Exactly. Exactly. And if I get two, it's a dollar eighty. Mm, see now he's bucks. thinking. Big mass. But yeah, man, I just want to say thank you so much for having us come on, dog. Oh, uh, oh, are we done? Oh, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get out of here, bro. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, yeah, we can wrap it up. No sweat. Um, wait, so so real quick, in terms of mass music, like what are you, what are you guys trying to get done? Oh, man. Uh, we're just trying to level up, man. Just push it even harder than we have before. Uh, more shows, more podcasts, more live streams. I think live events. Everything, too, live events, events, man. Like We're trying to just go harder than we ever have before. Yeah, well, graduation music. Hey, you know I'm always on board with that. Now, in terms of graduation music, I mean, just diversifying content, um, getting more writers on my team so that we can keep pounding away. You know what I mean? It's hard for me alone to be writing as much yeah. as I am. I mean, thankfully, we've had people like Eden that have been on the team and Seamus Faye who'll come back in and help us out whenever So you're looking for writers. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, if you're watching this and you're interested in writing about music, hit my line. We'll make it happen. Sir South's right now. He's writing? Sir South is writing. He's Shit. a writer. Get him on board, the man. How, how, the fact that I just found out about this is upsetting. Have you heard? Did you hear a new project? I don't think I gotta so. I got to send though. it to you. Yeah, you like it. Send it my way. I'm on an interlude. Oh, hey, on a Michael Connors joint. Whoa. Oh, okay. 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 I literally recorded it in my closet on a voice memo. South's like, y'all, bro, this is fire, dog. You gotta put this <laughs> on the tape, brother, bro. Okay, dog. Right. Say less, bro. Okay. So, nonetheless, you guys remember how we start? Any more questions? Johnny, you, been, you cool, bro? All right, dog. Yeah, I'm happy to it. see you, bro. Yeah, Mark yeah, Cuban, baby yeah. boy. Yo, don't gas him up, bro. Uh, do you guys remember how I was starting in the episode? I do remember. This is when the booth pack hit you last time, bro. Yeah, the thing is, I, I'm thinking about it. I'm going to run it. I'm like, fuck. What you want to say in this? All right, I'll start off. And this is our golden hour. All right, right let me just give you a quick preface so you guys can get it on a, a one-take Jake. So, hi. I'm blank, and I'm blank, and we're mass music. We're graduation music, whatever. And this is our golden hour. Directly after no break. Hi. All right, we're doing I'm, it right now. I'm slow mo. Let's okay. do it. Hold on. Do you want to do the mass music? I'm gonna so say hi. Platinum or golden? I'm slow mo from mass music radio. We'll do golden, 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 right. golden. Is this mm-hmm. all gonna be cut? No, we don't edit anything. All right, bro. beautiful. I'm a little nervous about my Epstein joke. Let's let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> 
Let's let it rip. Let's let it rip. I was thinking about the whole time. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if I should have yeah, said that. I fuck with it. I'm though. not going to front. I'm not going to front. I've had to use the bathroom for like 45 uh, minutes. Oh, that's what's going on. So, like, let's get it going. All right. I'm Seamus. And I'm Shlomo from Mass Music Radio. Oh, shit. I should have said Seamus from Grab Music. Start again. Hi, I'm Seamus from Graduation Music. And I'm Shlomo from Mass Music Radio. And this was our golden hour. Bam. And then directly after you do. That was. Then you do that was. That was. That was our golden hour. No, no, Should we no, run it for no, the... No, yo, this no. is too confusing, bro. <laughs> no. I, I, bro, I told you. I could have oh, explained it, but you wanted to cut me off, dog. I'm trying to tell Can you. Can I use the restroom and then we'll come back and do this? All right, ready? This is this our is. golden hour, right? So you introduce right. yourself. I'm going to run it. Then right, right, break, right. then break, then break. Then go. introduce yourself, then... That was. I'm Seamus. That was. On three. One. Let's do it in Spanish. Uno, dos, three. starting off. This is Shlomo from Mass Music Radio. And this is Seamus from Graduation Music. And this is our golden hour. Bang. And that was our golden hour. No, bro. Right? No. Fuck Introduce us. yourself. Yeah, why don't you just go take a piss, bro? <laughs> Seamus, you can finish it off. I'll finish it off. All right. This is Seamus Hill from Graduation Music. Over there, we got Steve Bow from Mass Music, a.k.a. Shlomo Bow. And that was our golden hour. Yeah, I think that's a... That's a we'll, we'll count it for now. Yeah, hey, fuck Effective. it. <laughs>